Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Renewed Focus. I'm glad that you've joined us today. My name is Colton. I'm the associate pastor at Renewal, and I'm here, as usual, with Matthew. Hey, what's up, brother? It's good to have you back. How are you, brother? I'm good. You're good? It's good to have me back. Were you afraid? Was I afraid? I don't know if I was afraid, but whenever you sent that text of this big old huge shark that you guys caught, <laughs> I was I was in awe. So if, if you missed last week's or two weeks ago podcast, I announced that I was going shark fishing with my brother-in-laws and Matthew was very scared for me. I mean, I was glad to hear that you didn't have a cage and you weren't going to go in with like great whites. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So let me tell you the story. I did come back all whole, but I was exhausted, number one. Um, let me tell you kind of how it went down. Uh, so my brother-in-laws are crazy. They are just, <laughs> dude, they are, I didn't know how crazy they were until like this past weekend. Um, but so we, we had a boat. Okay. So here's how it works. You have these huge shark poles, right? They're just fishing poles, but they're massive and <laughs> they're sitting on this platform and like you're supposed to, the bait's supposed to be like 700 yards out into the water. So you can't just throw the pole, like throw the fishing rod, like a normal fishing rod. So what you do is you take the bait and take the hook, put it in a boat. I explained this to you last time. Yes. And then you just ride the boat out there and you drop the bait, come back. So all this is on the line that's attached. It's all to on the line attached to the fishing pole, rod. Right? Okay. But here's what happened: the boat wasn't working when we uh, got there. No planning. Well, they planned just in case. So they brought a kayak just in case. So we had to kayak, like row in the ocean. In the ocean. Oh. And there was a there was a tropical storm hurricane coming through the Gulf this past week. I don't know if you it went to um, Louisiana, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But um so it made the waves really high and really rough. And so I was terrified. Did you capsize it? Okay, only <laughs> So my first time on the kayak, I've never kayaked before, but they all, you know, peer pressure, like, you got to do it. You got to do it. You can do it. And so I get on there and I'm kayaking and I'm terrified. My heart's beating real fast. Are you by yourself? By myself in this kayak. So you have a walkie talkie. And so there's a guy, there's a guy with a reel and there's a guy with a walkie talkie and you're just rowing. And so their job is to tell you where to go. So they say left, left or right, right. They say left, left, you go left. They say right, you go right. So I get out there. How do you know when it's at 700 yards? They tell you. They say, all right, whenever you're ready, drop the bait. Oh, how do they know? Well, they can see you. So they kind of know like oh, where okay. they shoot. Well, Your I experience. get out there and I'm at the last breaker. So like right past the last sandbar where the last waves are coming in. And this massive wave just comes. And it flips me over <gasps> with the bait. And so I'm dangling in the water on a kayak with a bait and hook somewhere around me. Oh my gosh, I would be so freaked out. <laughs> I was freaking out. And so two of, two of my brother-in-laws, um, they they came out and they got me. They oh, so they came out? And yeah, they swam out to get me, bro. It was so embarrassing. They swam like 500 yards? Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, there's a couple sandbars, and so they didn't have to swim the whole time. You have to swim in between the sandbars. But, gotcha. But, so they didn't swim the whole time, but they swam for a good chunk. And came and got me. Yeah, and I, they, I would drown. Drown that. But I redeemed myself the next day. <laughs> now, were, were you wearing a life jacket? Yeah, I was wearing a life okay, jacket. So you're yeah, being yeah, safe. Yeah. yeah, I was wearing a life jacket. I redeemed myself the next day. I did it successfully. Okay. Um, I almost flipped at one point. There was a huge wave that came, and I was like, oh, and, but I was safe. 
But then we caught a shark. Okay, it was kind of slow this year. Last year they caught like eight. This year we caught one shark, and it was an eleven foot hammerhead. Yeah, I saw the pic. It, it was, was amazing, massive, and they made me reel it in. So they hook you up to this bungee thing, and then you kind of just lean back and you start reeling. And it felt like my legs were gonna break, but it was good. It was so fun. Was the shark pretty strong. Yeah, dude, I felt <laughs> like it was gonna take me in the water. Someone had to hold on to me to make sure I didn't fly into the water. But Dude, so did they harass you for flipping the kayak? You know, they were kind. They made fun <laughs> of me a little bit, but they, I mean, they said we've all done it. Every one of them has flipped before. So, so there was no, like, new nickname? No, no nickname. Like they gave me a hard Colton time. Colton Capsizer or something. I was pretty mad at myself, too, <laughs> though. But anyways, all right, that's enough about sharks. Oh, that's um, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're back and in one piece, man. Yeah, it was fun. But I missed, uh, I missed, I didn't get to gather with my home group on Sunday. So yeah, I man, that. and I went to your home group and worshiped well, with him, and you weren't even there. That's okay. They're good. Good. They had, they had someone there to help them out. No, it was so, awesome. Um, I missed that. I missed them. But I'm glad to be back, glad to be safe, and I'm excited for this Sunday. As we will regather again. So you sent an email out today, actually. So today is um, Thursday. I don't know if this podcast will get posted today or tomorrow. But on Thursday, you sent out an email. And so I kind of want to just walk through some of the announcements you made on there. So the first and most important is we're regathering this Sunday. Yeah, we're back. Now, now just real quick, if you are not a member and didn't get that email, we're going to put it as a blog post on yeah. the website and social media pretty soon. Yeah. So you can catch it there um, if you pay attention to our social media. Um, but yeah, so we're regathering this Sunday at 10 a.m. Yeah, the Hilton, we're back, man. Yeah, at the Hilton Garden Inn, which is right across from Katie's favorite restaurant, Kane's. Canes. So she's excited because uh, there's guaranteed canes every Sunday. Um, yeah, so we'll be at the Hilton this Sunday at 10 a.m. We're just excited, man. We are very excited. Now, there are some government regulations, I don't know, wisdom procedures that we're going to take. Um, oh, and Colin, we're not being forced to do them, but we no. are walking in wisdom f- for the sake of our community and for the sake of our brothers and sisters and their health, um, and our testimony. Um, so there's a few things here. The first thing is social distancing. Um, tell us a little bit about what we're doing for social distancing. Yeah, so we're going to have like units of like four seats. So when you first walk in, you'll see a bunch of like little groupings of seats that for each. Now, granted, if you come by yourself or with one other person, you can move the seats. That's yeah. no big deal. Or if your family mm-hmm. like mine has six, we can move seats over to fit. But it's going to be family units sitting together six feet apart from the other groupings of families. Yeah. So we are going to respect and acknowledge the need for social distancing. Um, I, I've mentioned uh, in our last podcast that you don't have to wear a mask. Um, so we're not going to require that. I know some churches are, yeah. but we, our thoughts are, hey, you're an adult. You've got the Holy Spirit. You make your own decisions, and we're not yeah. going to enforce masks. But if you want to wear one, yeah. you're free and, to. And I encourage you, if you want to wear I'm going to wear one um, just because I feel like that I want to. And uh, I want other people to feel comfortable wearing one if they want to wear one. So you won't be wearing one, but I'll be wearing one. And I think that will be helpful for people um, to Mm -hmm. kind of feel comfortable however they want to come. 
Um, so I think that's good. And also on the pods, you just be noted, you, you can move stuff around. The, yeah, the, um, the seats. So if you're coming as a solo, you don't need four chairs, but another family has eight people. They can grab a few chairs from your little area. Absolutely. Um, so that's, that's, those are movable and who knows what the room will look like, dude. <laughs> well, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be families grouped together um a few feet yep. apart from the other families and so we want to keep everyone yeah. safe and that's the other part you know what about renewal kids so thinking about our kids right i know one idea we had for the kids was hey bring a blanket yes absolutely <laughs> and like there's going to be this space so in front of you put a blanket down for your kids to play on and so yeah so if you have little ones i would encourage you to um either if you sit together as a family then you can have your whole family together and bring, as you said, a blanket and some quiet toys. I say quiet on purpose because there are some <laughs> kid toys that are not quiet. So I would encourage you to bring whatever you need to keep your kids occupied. I talked to one family that they actually have six kids and they're going to bring a pack and play and mm. put that pack and play right next to them and keep their two little ones right there with them. Yeah. So we encourage worshiping as a family because we are a family. Yeah. Um, we will, however, have a nursery for children two and under. Yeah. For those who are comfortable and want to use that, we do have it available for kids two and under. Yeah. And everything will be clean, disinfected. We have this incredible, I don't know, gun, disinfectant gun that's like oh, out of like stock. Oh, it's like I don't know. What it, is it called? I have to Google it now. I don't know. But, but it's, it's pretty legit. Our, it's our disinfecting gun. Yeah. That we, <laughs> so everything will be cleaned and disinfected every week before and after use and, and maybe even between, you know, during the service. And so um, we've got a couple people who are, who are running that. Um, the last thing I want to just mention here is what about for people who they're excited where we're gathering, but they're not ready yet. They're, they want to social distance in their home and still virtual worship with us. Right. What, what about those people? Well, I, I would have two thoughts. One is remember that we are going to have social distancing. We're not going to shake hands if you don't want to. We're not going to hug if you don't want to be hugged. Um, and you, you can wear a mask. But with that said, we hope that you will come. Yeah. So we encourage you, just come. If, if you feel safe enough to go to the grocery store, you can come. But with, with that said, if there are some that are at risk and really just can't come, then we are unable to offer live streaming. We try. We just don't have the equipment that we need or the capability. Um, so yeah. we're not going to live stream the service. But we will, like we always have done pre-COVID-19, is we will post the video later in the week, like Wednesday or Thursday or so, we'll post the video and we'll have the audio available usually by Monday. Yeah. So if you're a family and, and you're not ready to gather again, then I would say Sunday morning, go through the Renewal website archives, find a sermon that you have not yet watched. Which you've done some good ones. I'm thinking back to your Ren Renewed Identity sermons. Man, I would. Those were really good, and so there's some good sermons that you've done in the past that I think. Yeah, there's a lot of content yeah. on the website. So um, whether it's good or not, I'll let you judge that. <laughs> All I'm saying is that it's there. Um, but I would encourage you to go find a sermon that you haven't listened to in the past, or maybe like a week later, watch the most recent service. Yeah. Okay. And so your suggestion for those who aren't coming. One, we don't have live streaming. We're not going to be able to do that. The, the audio will be available that day, 
later that day. So you can do an evening worship with your family. Um, and are for this Sunday, um, watch an old sermon and then just be a week behind Correct. going forward. So awesome. Cool. Well, we're looking forward to the Sunday. Um, I think it's going to be really, really good. Matthew, you also included three scriptures um, in that email that I thought were really helpful, and and I wanted to just get a dive a little deeper into that into why. And so let me read them sure. first, and then I'll, I'll, I've got a question for you. Um, so the first one you put is from Isaiah forty one ten. It says, "So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand." And then 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Those seem very strategic. <laughs> so It's like I thought or planned. <laughs> so, so just give us a little background. Why those scriptures? Like what, what did the Spirit lay on your heart to... To want to tell the renewal folks those specific. Well, man, I was just praying earlier uh, this morning about, okay, God, even if it's a blog post or an email, I still want to feed your people from your word. And I just had, I just had this phrase just on my mind of being a people of faith and not of fear. Man, I look around our world, Colton, and it it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's unbelievable. In the last three months leading up to today, just think. You had the pandemic. Schools shut down. Churches can't gather. Fear is at an all-time high. Restaurants are closed. You can't get a haircut. You can't go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. And the rest, and like the, the stores are, have empty shelves. It's just nuts. And, mm-hmm. and so all of this fear, and then the economy is tanking, and, and now that we're finally coming out of this pandemic we have all of this uh, how do you even describe it political and racial tensions all of this division in our country and rioting and looting and burning down police headquarters i mean it is it's hard to watch Mm -hmm. and i just see so much fear and the verses that you just alluded to where a second Timothy one seven says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Man, the spirit of fear is so prevalent today. And I just want our church to be reminded that that we're called people of faith and not of fear, even in the middle of everything that we're going through in our country. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to dive into that a little bit. What is it? So I'm looking at these words, and it's it's very too. I mean, they're, they're pitting the scriptures are pitting these two ideas against each other, fear and love. Yeah. And so, what does it mean? First, what does it mean for us to be? What does it look like? Let me ask that. To be led by a spirit of fear, and what does it look like to be led by a spirit of love? How do we identify? Which one are being led by? Does that make sense? No, yeah, that, that's that's a great question. I think it helps to go back to the beginning and to just ponder, oh, okay, well, why is there fear? Well, in the Garden of Eden, when God made Adam and Eve, there was no fear. Mm-hmm. There was only love. Mm-hmm. Adam loved 
Eve, and they both loved God and walked with God, and it was basically heaven on earth. It was beautiful and perfect. So there was love was present. But if you keep reading in Genesis 3, when Adam sinned and rebelled against God and was corrupted, and now sin had entered the world, what did he do? He ran and he yeah. hid from the presence of the Lord. And then God, of course, knows what's up. And he's like, Adam, where are you? And he's like, which I'm is always one of my favorite passages, <laughs> by the way, because like he's not asking him because there's no it's like, where did I put the man? He's not in my pocket. You know, yeah, it's like, like I lost him. <laughs> I always love that. No, it's yeah. awesome. And so he asks, where are you? Of course, he knows, but yeah. he wants a confession. Yep. And and Adam says what he says is awesome. He says, I was afraid mm. so i hid from your presence and so the first time that you see fear it's juxtaposed with love mm. so the love of god is now is gone mm. so adam no longer trusts god's love mm. adam no longer is secure in god's love he no longer believes that god is for him yeah he's now doubting if god is good or trustworthy or faithful and so because he no longer was experiencing God's love, the response of that was fear. Mm. He ran from God. So to your question, full circle, on how do you know if you're being led by fear? Well, if you are doubting God's sovereign purposes, if you're doubting that he has a purpose and a plan, and if you're doubting that he is good, mm. if you don't trust him, you're going to be afraid. So what's the opposite of that? What what is it? What does it look like to be led by love, the spirit of love? So if if you go back to the text, I just put the first half of verse eighteen. But in First John four, it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. It says for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in mm. love. We love. Here's the key: we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For mm -hmm. he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. The next verse is chapter 5, verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. Mm. there's the key hiding being led by spirit of love is being born again mm. is being made new it says if you believe in jesus then you have been born of god and you love because god has loved you mm. so how can we live and be led by the spirit of love it's through the holy spirit it's only through walking with god that we can then have his love so fill us that it drives out the fear. Yeah. And then we can walk with him with confidence because we know that he's got this. He loves mm. us. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the deal. Fear leads to pride. Fear leads to disunity. Fear leads to anger and frustration. Um, love leads to unity. It does. It leads to hope. It leads to kindness. Um, <laughs> it's so, loving your brother. And so as I've been reflecting on just these past few months, like I've have, I've have no desire I've had no desire to align myself with any political party, like seriously. <laughs> nah, I feel like, you, bro. Like I, I I look at both and I'm just like, no, that's not who we are. And I, and I've put my finger on why. It's because Scripture says we are citizens of heaven. Amen. 
we don't belong to the Republicans, to the Democrats. We belong to the Father himself, bought by, bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ and now being led by the Holy Spirit. And so the voice in our head that leads to love, unity, hope, that's the Spirit. And so um, my prayer as we go forward is that, and we step into regathering phase, this new yeah, chapter, so excited. is that we would be so in tune with the Spirit and we would be so unified under the blood of Christ as citizens of heaven on mission uh, for our city and for the world that they would belong to that same kingdom. Um, and that's the key right there is being on mission mm-hmm. is knowing, okay, yeah, there's all this junk happening all around us. And wherever you are on the political spectrum, whether you love Trump or hate Trump or you agree with what's happening with the riots or not, I, I don't even know where you're at on that spectrum. But what I do know is that it's the gospel that transforms hearts. Mm. And it is through his spirit that we can love our brother and walk forward in unity and be a church that actually impacts this community for the kingdom. Yeah. And if there's one thing I think we've learned through coronavirus, through the protests, through all these things, is that as believers, we need to learn to listen to one another. And that just because we don't aren't in agreement with everything does not mean that we can't be unified Amen. in our devotion to Christ and our mission. And so um, I think this country has just lost its ability to listen to one another and to work together. <laughs> like, like they just, you disagree with me? See ya. Like, yep. But, but the spirit leads, spirit of love leads to unity. It's, and, it's yeah, because we so, love because God's loved us and we can love our brother yeah. well. And so I'm hopeful for this season. I'm especially excited about Sunday just to oh. sing, just to sing and to, to give an air fist bump to people. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. It will be different, but different isn't always bad. Um, and so, um, we're going to gather. That's the key. And so let me, I want to just send us out on this text, um, just simple verse out of Philippians. As Paul is sitting in prison, um, things aren't looking good for him, and he's writing to his brothers um, at at the church, and he says this. He says, I want you to know, brothers, this is Philippians 1.12, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. And that's our prayer is that everything that's happened, the racial injustice, the protests, the coronavirus, that everything that has happened to us will serve to advance the gospel. That's our prayer. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. See you then.